0: Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week we're talking about Roger skateboards, but first, skateboarders' names. They're found on boards, wheels, trucks, t-shirts, and shoes. We memorized them growing up watching videos, and now we marvel at them on the internet. And maybe even argue about marveling at them. Mike, what's in a skater's name?
1: I think a lot of times they're just like the cherry on top of a six skater uh the first person who came to mind when i was like kind of trying to trying to answer this question as it's posed it's like gino iannucci like is he as dope by another name maybe but i don't know yeah i think you know like i said it's usually the thing that completes the package and i think there's so many just examples of skaters where it's like oh my god is he, he he's called that she's called that and actually like they're that cool too i mean tony hawk what else do you need to say but we should continue the topic. Jason, what would, I mean, what, what's your spin on this whole broad skater's name thing?
2: Well, yeah, sometimes a skater has a name and it's, uh, I think you mentioned the notes. What's that theory? Name-driven outcome, which is like the max power theory. Like in that Simpsons episode, when Homer changed his name to max power and like all this awesome shit started happening to him. <laughs> like a like, uh, big example is Connor Champion, shout out that guy. Basically, if a name sounds like it's from like a Wes Anderson movie, those are dope names too. Like Buster Halterman is a good one from the Planet Earth days. What are some other good names? Lib Layerman is a good one. Some names are just like super fucking masculine, like Gage Boyle, like that kid.
1: <laughs>
2: you know that shit is been... Yeah, so it all goes into your whole the whole like personal marketing uh, milieu. You know what I mean? It's pretty important to have a dope name. Also, one thing I'm glad of recently is that European skaters they don't have to change their name or adopt some stupid nickname. They just go by whatever. You know what I mean? Like like Yalte. is probably the most prominent example yeah. of that. So I've, there was a while in like the early 2000s, late 90s, when like every Euro, every Brazilian, you know what I mean? Like TX. Like the thing about TX is like there's a million baseball players with a last name Tashera. Like. Are skaters that much stupider than your average, like, you know what I mean, Major League Baseball fan that they can't pronounce Tashara? It's like, you know, like TX, you know. So I'm glad all that shit's over.
0: I was today years old when I learned that that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. (laughs) So uh, I'm like, at least one skater is that dumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Templeton, where do you fall on all this? I mean, it's wide open, like we said.
0: When you're starting out, having a good name can help. But I think also that as you make your way through skateboarding, if you're doing it right, your actions can make the name into more than it is. The example that I thought of was Steve Stedham, which I was thinking like, that's a fucking badass name, Steve Stedham. And then I was like, is it really? I think Steve Stedham made Steve Stedham a badass name. You know, he's got the sick ass graphic with the skull with the dreads and like. He just comes across as, like, fucking cool. But maybe if you met Steve Stedham, the manager at, like, Best Buy, you'd be like, yeah, Steve Stedham's not that cool of a name. So I, I think it's kind of, like, they each kind of feed off each other. But, yeah, there's definitely dudes with cool-ass names, like Ocean Howell or Todd Swank. Basically, if, if you have, a um, like, a verb or a noun at, in, in your name,
1: that's pretty cool. Right, right, good. The the Steve Stedham theory made me try to think of that other. He's like a six foot four vert guy from the eighties. Just a shit shit brick house, brick shit house. Big old dude. I'm not not really helping myself. I know the dude you're talking about. He like
0: slams a whole lot. Um. Kevin Stab or Stab.
1: Ben Schroeder is who I'm trying to think of. But like that's another one where like that's uh, like that name's just tough as nails. But it's actually just because this dude big and burly and tough as nails. Yeah. It's funny that kind of like the way the two things play off each other. And I was trying to think of like dope skaters with boring names, if that's a, such a thing or like a silly concept. And like, there's, there's a bit of truth to that. that Like the skills build the name and vice versa. Like they're kind of inseparable.
2: Yeah. Like a good example of that would be like, just fuck like Tom Penny, you know? Yeah. If you just saw that name, it's like the most milk toast English name you could think of. But, you know, there you go.
0: Yeah, I mean, the dude's an icon. I think it's interesting that it, in skateboarding, people change their names. I think, like, Danny Supa is like, and, like, Rodrigo Tichera. Te- is that? Uh...
2: Yeah, Tichera.
0: Yeah, Rodrigo Tichera, Danny Supa Sirat. You know, those guys shortened their names to make things easier for us stupid Americans. And I I wonder like how that happened you know was like the brand manager like hey man you got to shorten your name like we think you got a future but not not as super at yeah it's it's just it's just weird
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Supa was just Danny Supa to so many people in regular life you know as as kind of like a mutated nickname shortening type situation where you know what like hey that's easier that, that that's easier to like put into graphic design on a skateboard. Let's, let's go with that on the Rodrigo TX tip. It makes me think of Wade DeSarmo who um, didn't shorten his name, but went with like an anglicized kind of phoneticized spelling of the name. You know, he took away the, the what French Canadian and just made it Oh, that. Oh, oh, that. Oh shit.
0: UX. Yeah, exactly. Right. They were like,
1: get that out of here, D E S apostrophe into, yeah. Into the full French. Or DES, yeah. I said that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting like all these guys they came onto the scene with their full name and then you know it like started shedding letters as their uh, as their profile ro- started to rise.
1: Yeah, there's one other Canadian dude who I'm not coming up with and it's 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 a less complicated though still French Canadian name than disarmo and and I'm sure we're probably like heavily americanizing Oh, oh Desarmo. yeah, wait.
2: Is it uh, Paul Trepanier? Yeah, Paul Trap. Oh, Paul Trap. <laughs> Trap. Who did he write? He was like he was on I, Zoo. I, I'm assuming he was in. He was in like the RD, like Red Dragon, Vortex, or whatever.
0: Yeah he 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 had a really interesting interview with the Bunt not too long ago, and yeah he um, he wrote for DC Canada and like Zoo York Canada, uh, but yeah never quite made it out into the states to be big.
1: Kind of an oxymoron in New York, Canada.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's like New York, New York, or there's like uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and Norfolk in the UK, but yes.
1: Trust. I, I see what you're putting up. We got a new Brighton, Minnesota. There's Brighton, England.
0: Yeah, exactly. Another name switcheroo that I think is interesting is uh, Brett Wooten and Burt Wooten. I think they're the same person. Do you guys have any, any knowledge on that uh, on that front? Couldn't tell
2: you that's almost like a Miles Silvis Mason Silva type thing,
0: feverishly Googling over here. Oh, Rob Wooten, yeah. September 4th, 2014, he put out a name changer part, which is pretty hilarious.
2: Oh, so he changed his name, it looks and, like, and uh, and came out with a part to notify everyone. Yep, <laughs> but but yeah, like back to the 80s, like there were so few pros back then. And, like, the branding was so huge that, like, I knew the names, but I didn't know, like, their skating or anything else about do. like, Lucero. Like, we all knew, like, Lucero. And it was... I think we thought it was, like, cool because it was, like, vaguely satanic or whatever.
0: And it was, like, spelled backwards. We so were like, oh, Lucero, that's cool. Blah, 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 yeah. yeah, and the monster graphic didn't, didn't hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, those, those graphics, like, the Roskopp, uh Rob Roskopp graphic and the um, John Lucero graphic where it was almost like a series of like a sequence but it played out over like years I guess. Yeah. Pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, so Bear Hughes is in 41110. He does a nose grind on a bench, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And he was an element guy and that might be like one of one or two clips, three clips max that I like ever saw the guy and this is a full 25 years ago, but I still remember bear Hughes and he is on Instagram. Cause someone posted a bear Hughes photo and I was like, shit, bear Hughes. I re- <laughs> I remember that guy and he's out there. So it there's, there's that stickiness to certain names too. And I think it comes with youth. And like you said, in the intro Templeton, like studying names and the names, I don't know. I, I always thought there was something very important about just like memory banking, all those names.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Cause like, you just didn't know if like Bear Hughes was going to have a you know 15 page profile 3 issues later or something so yeah. it was all important stuff and i remember oh, bear yeah. Hughes having like a um like a transworld checkout and i think maybe he did like a switch backside 50 on a bench There was like a sequence of it or something so yeah very sticky name bear Hughes
2: yeah another one like that was that guy Cameron Posferouche mm-hmm. like he was in that whole like world adjacent Venice, like Santa Monica. Chris
0: Roberts, like Axis. I don't remember like, that guy. Maybe he should have shortened his name.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> Cameron Post. Was he? He had a mean switchback tail, right? He was in the Listen. Yeah, Tim yeah, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. in that whole uh, in that whole scene. I was like, yeah, Girl World adjacent.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. That was back when I like knew everyone who was on World plus like on World Flow and shit. Big, uh, big, big World Industries kid in the day.
1: I think one thing that's like overtaking all that now, or I don't know, is a different spin. It's like the Instagram handle, where I think I've brought it up on here, but like go to the skate park and I only know locals by their IG handles. Like I literally couldn't tell you a kid's last name, but I know he's like, Do you have beer or do you do beard? <laughs> Four six, you know, it's like some shit Shoot. like that. And one of the weirder things is that it's like creeping into the pro skateboard ranks now too, just because I think that, you know, I I, I'm guilty of not looking at the magazines and I, you know, I still watch all this stuff online, but I have had like mental blocks where I can't come up with Alexis Sablon, but I can conjure up Suman J or however you're supposed to say it. Like it's bizarre creep and like renaming people.
2: Yeah. That's a weird thing. Like it's still weird to talk about Instagram in real life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or like talk, <laughs> or like refer to people by by their Instagram handles. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that is a thing. Like when that guy, Kyle Wilson, started to get covers, it was just like Mr. Steal Your Board. I'm like, oh, that's a funny uh Instagram handle. And like they didn't say his name or whatever. So that's like, you know, all oh, you know him by. That's just one of those things. That's like back in the day, some people like you only knew them by their tag. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think like, when
2: that was like the early nineties version of that.
0: I think when I was doing captions for the skateboard mags Instagram, like very early early days of Instagram, I oh. would do the dude's name and then the dude's handle and then like, you know, kickflip at Venice or whatever. And I I think that pretty quickly fell to the wayside and we just were using people's handles.
1: Yeah, not to like be tilting at the windmills forever, but even like the thing where it's a very esoteric candle and there's not even the guy's name on there. Again, I I, I think kind of like the cherishment, if that's a word, you know, how much you cherished like just indexing all these names back in the day. I, I feel like maybe that's um, part of our old man issue with no titles in videos.
0: Well, talking about like titles and not knowing people's names and stuff, I think that like part of part of the like old head issue is like our brain is filled with names like bear hughes and um that other guy whose name i don't remember so it, there's like a lot more names to sort through than like a younger guy just knows like oh yeah that's eddie cernicke i like recognize the way he rides because i don't have to sort through bear hughes and like all those other names
1: armando baraja
0: oh yeah great name i think illiterate oh, yeah. names also are like super good like tony tave or like uh, brandon Beeble. I think alliteration has some power there. Mike Munzenrider. Oh yeah.
2: oh, yeah. I was going to say about, like, nicknames. Remember that there was that whole thing, I guess, in the early aughts, where all those dudes who jumped down stuff had a nickname.
0: Yeah, there was Ragdoll, Ragdoll and uh, Lizard King, Train Trainwreck.
1: Wreck. It's kind of incredible yeah, to, like, like, never be marketed by your given name. Right.
0: It's- I think Trainwreck or Ragdoll had like a like a semi long like Italian name.
1: It was it was a Ragdoll cuz Alex Gall was Trainwreck.
0: Right. Which is a strong name, I think.
1: No doubt. Wait,
2: Ragdoll and Trainwreck were two people? They're two people? <laughs> yes,
1: confirmed. God, and there's I just I just am lumping Matt Ball in there because it was like two and a half guys that just did kickflip frontside board slides.
0: Right. Hmm.
2: Yeah, skating is the only thing where people are marketed by their nickname. Like maybe in soccer or whatever, like the Brazilians and stuff. But uh, that's probably just like part of Brazilian culture. Or something, but
1: was yeah, it wasn't pretty it crazy. Iverson's re- like one of the Reebok shoes by Iverson. That was like the truth, right? No, ah, uh, the answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that
2: that gets in the whole thing of like sp- sports nicknames.
0: Well, I think I
1: think skateboarding is
0: uniquely positioned in that there's no scorekeeping or anything like that. I mean, there's contests, but who fucking cares about that? Um, <laughs> it's all just marketing and like how cool somebody is. So the name, like, if it's hard to market super seer rat, that's like detrimental to your pro career. Whereas if if you're playing soccer, you can be super seer rat and that's not going to hurt your career.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. It's interesting that, like, there's the guys who have been marketed purely by nickname, and then there's the others who have strong nicknames that never actually fell into the marketing realm, but were in the cultural realm, like, you know, permission to shred chief, the boss, that probably did fall into the marketing realm for Reynolds, Baker, etc. But it's a weird spectrum, or a cool spectrum, or it's it's a spectrum of, you know, how, how that stuff plays out.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's cool and uniquely, it's it's unique to skateboarding our name, uh, the way we handle names.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the, the sports analogy um, was just watching the Milwaukee Bucks game with Giannis Attentacumpo, you know. And I think <laughs> a lot of people call him Giannis because his last name is a mouthful, but, you know, he's going by that full thing. And um, there are, fewer barriers and just straight up sports because it kind of it is what it is and maybe because it's a little bit more professionalized like it's a little more straight up and down you don't get into the gray areas of just like yeah yeah his name is Danny Super or, this dude's going to be Lizard King and we're putting that on the board no one needs to know about Mike Plum
0: yeah i think all, another benefit that professional sports ha- has is they're on tv or the radio and people are saying the names but for so much of skateboarding, we just read the name. Like we never really yeah. get to hear how exactly you say Tishiera. You know, you have to who? wait until you're 41 years old to learn how to <laughs> say it right.
1: <laughs> who who wants to try to say Cheney from Rhythm Skateboards' last name? I was just
0: thinking about. I feel like I've even I've even seen how to pronounce it, and uh, I I don't think I could do it justice.
2: I, th- I think it's Yonnen or Yon-Gin-in? something like that. Yeah. Not sure. Don't. Yeah. Not. Not a hundred percent on that. I don't Can
1: even know, you know how you pronounce
2: Chaney, Like Shani. So yeah. Shiny, yeah.
1: Cheney. Yeah. Cheney. Cheney is like the stupid American way. So it's yeah, probably not right.
2: That's like uh, people would be like J B Gillett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we're, yeah. like literally. We're all just like we, we kind of have a handle on the Brazilian or the Portuguese. You know, it, like at least pa- uh, Jason does. But we're gonna need Patrick for all this. Uh, francophone stuff that we're stumbling over because it's it's truly just french to me
0: yeah maybe we'll just know. amend this episode with we can get patrick to call in and just pronounce a bunch of names at the end of the show
1: <laughs> or or just dub him when when we when we fuck up the the pronunciation all of a sudden patrick comes in with impeccable francais
0: <laughs> that's too much work for me but that would be nice if, Fair if enough. we if we hi- <clears throat> if we hired an editor we could do that <laughs>
1: Uh, gotta give shouts to Matlock Bennett Jones for having one of the best recent names because. That's,
2: that's a very strong name.
1: It's, it's again, he's, he's kind of more of a slider Brit, maybe an Englishman, but good God is the strong name. And um, he's a great skater and it all works together. He's,
0: yeah, cool. dress is cool
1: too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, honestly, remember the first time I watched the passport video and he came on it's got that dope song too i mean it all it, it all synergizes but yeah mind expanded when matlock m a t l o k great spelling even. did that do you think oh. that
2: came oh, sorry do you think that came from the show matlock
1: did i got that imagine in australia like a
0: family name or something
1: oh yeah 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 that makes sense i was wondering like we're all kind of word people we all have written and or write for a living like How much of the name appreciation is just being a word nerd down to the spelling? You know, like, do other people not give a shit about this? I don't know. Hard to
0: tell. I feel like I only hang out with um, people who think about words.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, like, Desorme, like, that's pretty tight. Like, I think that's tight. Jean-Baptiste with the hyphenation is a tight name, I think. So, yeah, I think if you're into etymology or whatever. That could be a thing.
0: And I think regardless, even if people aren't thinking about it directly, you know, they're like, you know, Tony Hawk. That's a fucking cool name. Like, I can't believe this dude, you know, gets 20 feet of air and it's named after a bird. Like, that's fuck cool, no matter how, which, any way you slice it.
1: Is it Jim yeah. Greco? A Jim Greco by any other name? Did I get the Shakespeare right? <laughs> Jim Greco ain't Jim Greco. Jim Greco ain't pulling all that shit if his name isn't Jim Greco. Like, he doesn't get the pass.
0: Yeah, I think Jim Greco is, has grown into a perfect Jim Greco, <laughs> if that makes any sense.
2: Well, yeah, he's like, a, uh, he's like a different person. When he came out, he was kind of like a clean-cut kid. Then uh, so the story goes. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, he, it, it took some time, but he grew into his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going,
2: going back to Tony Hawk, though, I still think that the Bones Brigade names were fake, like Lance Mountain, Steve Caballero. Yeah, Mike McGill. Tommy Guerrero. Yeah, Mike Yeah, Mike McGill. They're too uh they're too perfect to be real. That's my uh that's my position.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. I remember reading or hearing something about NPR names. I feel like people talk about lots of NPR names and how like interesting they are and then somebody pointed out like they're actually not that interesting for the most part. That it just sounds interesting <laughs> on the radio.
2: Like Cokie Roberts
0: Right. Or, like, you know, there's like Bob Garfield. That's like not that interesting of
1: a name. Or, um, he's not on NPR anymore, though.
0: No, rip. RIP,
1: Bob. Um, no, I, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to think of, I've listened to like less NPR over the last five years than I did for the, you know, any, any time in the la- previous 15 to that. But yeah, I think there's something, something to be said about how like familiarity with names just makes them into something. You know, the more the more it tumbles around in your mind, the more you hear it, the more you say it even well, saying it probably amplifies it quite a bit. But, you know, different interactions probably make it a lot more.
2: Yeah. Like, for example, like cardio, like at this point, it's almost like a uh, like a verb. Yeah. Like a like a like a battle cry or some shit, you know, like Slayer, like cardio, (laughs) you know, it's really uh, a really strong branding there.
1: Yeah. All hail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who's Owlcat on Instagram? Chris Miller. Famous. Chris Miller. Chris Miller might be the most above board name. Pretty <laughs> nondescript. But still, it's got some verve because it's such a sick skater.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like oh, Chris yeah. Miller the man put all the sauce on Chris Miller the name. Right.
2: Oh, yeah. That's uh, probably my favorite verse skater of all time. Like, it's part now and later, yeah, cool shit.
0: From one name game to another, Roger Skateboards just dropped a heavy helping of Texas footage this week in a video by the name of Cold Brew. Jason, do you feel fully caffeinated after watching Roger's latest romp through Texas?
2: Well, yeah, listen, here's a here's the thing. There's a really cool niche these days with these small, really like curated, art-directed brands like Send Help. I think that's Mike's homeboy. Uh, Todd. No. Oh, he, here's another name that I'm gonna butcher: Brat, Bratrud. 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 Yeah, yeah. There's that. There's Strangelove with Sean Cliver. Uh, Carpet is huge, super popular here in the Mid Atlantic. And then there's Roger in Texas with uh, Seben and Stacy Lowry, I guess, if he's still involved. And second point: this is what happens when you have a good park with straight fucking ledges you have a bunch of rippers that learn a bunch of shit and then, you know, go film it at cool spots. One thing I was wondering is, are these spots all in Texas? I know there was some New York, you know what I mean? Was, I think there was San Francisco, but are all these like marble ledge spots all in Texas or what? Like, I guess, I assume the ditches are, that's like, you know, the thing.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's at the very least heavily uh, Texas. Yeah. I got to push back on the skate park theory Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you do. Yeah, right. Uh of course, yeah. A lot of these dudes were ripping long before House Park existed. So
1: Right. There goes my there goes my theory. Were they not boosted by the skate park though? Uh, The skate park probably
0: allowed these dudes to have a longer life, uh skating straight fucking ledges and whatnot. But uh, you know, gotta gotta ride for the streets out here.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was uh definitely some good spot porn in there. Like with Calus. Calus always mentioned like Marble Gardens or something in Houston. Like you always knew there was a bunch of spots in Texas.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, it's so sprawling, you know, there's just like yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff.
1: And I think like, is it kind of Austin centric Roger? But you it's to so, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Houston is like the fourth largest metro area in the U S and I'm going to Google Dallas Fort Worth, but it's got to just be st- stupid big too like of course there's going to be a ton of spots down there and it's kind of bizarre that i think the 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 biggest thing besides like cool skating that stood out to me was that there were so many spots that just didn't ring a bell or that yeah that were just completely new and fresh and it's all out there yeah it it,
0: to me it felt like this could mark the beginning of people going out to texas the way people go to like the Midwest or even North Carolina, you know, to skate different spots. And I, I feel like North Carolina is maybe getting a little blown out. So Texas could be the new the new North Carolina.
2: Yeah, some people have uh have been doing it. I think bronze bronze dudes were down there, probably sabotage dudes were down there a little bit, if I recall correctly. So yeah, it might be the new uh Miami or whatever. Since so international since international travel is like for now at least, it's like in a uh Pause type of state.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and getting onto the Wikipedia page about US metropolitan areas, per the twenty twenty census, the Dallas Fort Worth, Arlington Metroplex is now the fourth largest in the US, followed by, and it's a difference of like five hundred thousand people, the Houston the Houston dash the Woodlands, Sugarland, Texas Metroplex. So um yeah, if you want, you know, two of the Top five largest metropolitan areas in the in the in the country go to Texas. These dudes are proving there's a lot of shit to skate there. For sure. Jason, who stood out in this video
2: to you? Oh Well, that guy, Max Taylor, did a bunch of cool shit. Like he did that
0: switch flip nose slide
2: into the giant ditch. That was pretty tight. He also did like a switch flip blunt slide yeah. on a handrail, which is pretty crazy. Then there was, I'm not sure who did it, but there was a laser flip. Like, laser flips look dope. Like, people hate on them and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Just the way it flips and everything, they look crazy. It's like not something you see every day. So whoever did that, that was tight. Then there was like a David Langston. Mike, I think you mentioned he was like Alien Flow or something.
0: Yeah, that that was
2: me who said that.
0: I'm pretty sure he was Alien Flow. You know, like he was somebody that used to pop up a lot in those four duos. Edits, if anybody remembers, fourduos.com dot com. There were that was kind of like the the like Texas clearinghouse of skate footage on the internet at a certain time. But yeah, David Langston was always like a dude who stood out in those, and he always had alien boards. So I, I figured he probably was on flow, he, and he was like at that level where it, it would make sense for him to be on flow.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did that like alley up one eighty, like frontside half cab, some huge like gap or something that was crazy. And the last guy was pretty tight as well. He did that like Grant's tomb, Ollie, like Ollie into the middle of like the going down part. And then Ollie stuff. That was pretty crazy too. Never seen anyone like approach that spot like that.
1: Reese Barton was his name.
0: There were a lot of kind of like, uh, I don't want to say unknown dudes, but like lesser known dudes. Like I don't think I'd ever seen Reese Barton before. And like Ryan Thompson, the name sounds familiar, but I, I didn't, I wasn't like familiar with his skating, but I'd definitely never forget that Nolly 180.
1: Yeah, that was, um, I have in the notes, quote, fucked up backside Nolly 180. That might have been the, like, at least in my eyes, the best trick in the video on pure just difficulty. I don't know. It looked like that thing was properly into the thigh high range and it was a weird landing. That was incredible.
0: Yeah. And I feel like when you're going over a post, especially with a 180 motion, there's a tendency to not get all of your board over it, you know, Mm kind of like skirt around the post. But I feel like he pretty much went all the fucking way over, which I appreciate.
1: Dead center of the board. Yeah, he didn't like, didn't kind of like backside Nollie tail the thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I should add Max Taylor, if I remember the credits correct, is also the team manager. So we got that. Who else did I like? Yeah, R- Ryan Thompson really did did stick out, and I think David Langston kind of fits the mold of that like classic Roger-esque, Bueno-esque skater in like long sleeve kind of henleys. Or henleys a thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I just liked it because it was it. It's funny we we really did rag, or at least two of us, me and Patrick, were ragged on the Nike video for kind of being just like. Good skating, but formless or like without personality. Otherwise, and I, I like this just based on interesting music, interesting spots, and new skaters. I mean, it's not a very complicated formula, and I think Roger is a pretty likable company overall.
2: Yeah, they had the uh, the legendary Ghost Boner graphic.
1: <laughs> Shoot, I One thought you the... were going to say the the Weed and Cobras graphic. Oh
2: yeah, I guess they had a bunch of tie graphics that the ghost boy were just one that came to my mind immediately just cause it's, it's so funny. You know what I mean? From the mind of Michael Seben.
1: I think it's just props that, you know, we both had, we, we both had a board that we thought was obvious that, <laughs> that should have been obvious to everyone else. The ghost is great. What is it? 80% weed 20? No, I forget the ratio. Yeah. That weed and Cobra's board is fantastic.
0: Yeah. I feel like Roger is kind of like a less cringy skate mental. It's like a little more fun, less mean, and kind of like poking fun at itself or at skateboarding instead of uh, poking fun outside. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, sometimes when I think about skate mental and how I don't like skate mental, I can't really figure out why exactly, but it just just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And Rod, and I think Roger is great.
1: Yeah, I mean, not not to go on the full tangent, but I'm with you. Like skate mental, see, it, it is mean hearted for the most part. Every now and then it's like, I don't even know if it gets into whimsical, but it's like not mean, but there's like an element of punching down, even if it's not technically doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, yeah, I, I'm i in agreement with you, Templeton.
0: Yeah, I think one time I even went to the Skate mental like website to look at the graphics to like really like figure it out. And I was like, all oh, these graphics are kind of just fine. Like they're not really problematic. <laughs> I just don't like it. But we're not here to talk about Skate Metal.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to the music. It seems like they did what I've been advocating for the longest time. Like just coordinating with labels and artists and like getting some cool music from artists who want the exposure. You know what I mean? It seems like that's what they did. Not 100% sure, but based on the credits, that's what I'm going to say, which is tight.
1: Yeah, the size of the labels involved seemed like it was mid to small and it was a variety and it was interesting and yeah, yeah, I mean I feel like I should know this for sure one way or another but like was that the 411 formula where they it feels like if they were able to run that alcoholics music video in there there was some coordination to make it a cross promotional type thing
2: yeah you know, I think though, so sometimes like 411 will put like Five or six tracks from the album in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I remember reading, I think it might have been like a Josh Friedberg interview or something. And he was like, Yeah, we had like a connect at whatever label Gangstar or like Guru was on. So that's why there was so much like Jazmataz in there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ja- yeah, there were like these like five to seven tracks from Jazmataz on like in like three different four at on
1: I actually, um, for my Platinum Seagulls skateboard blog, figured out all the tracks used from the mob deep the infamous album in a 411 and i think it was like more than half the album which is 16 tracks was used oh yeah in a 411 it. one way or another i'm going to i'm going to try to find that post keep the typing sounds in
0: we'll have the link in the show notes for listeners
1: <laughs> it googled very easily so 1 2 no yeah okay so it's just 7 out of 16 tracks but, you know, you had it, um, you had some in a regular 411, some in a best of 411. I mean, that's still a lot for, for, for a 16-track album to have nearly half of it used. For sure. Did, maybe, did, maybe not whatever Fugazi album they ran through.
0: I was thinking that uh, jazzmatazz was the one that got hit, hit the hardest by the 411 uh, music pickers.
2: <laughs> Are they still doing the Roger of the Month thing
0: over there? Or? Sadly, they're not, but I was thinking about Roger of the Month today, and I kind of went through their archives, and there's kind of a pretty impressive list of skaters that were one-time Rogers of the Month. Here's, here's a few of the notable ones. Clint Walker, Joey Guevara, Vent City's own Ted Schmitz, hey. AJ Zavala, uh, Stephen Lawyer, I was super surprised by that, yeah, and, shout Justin to Harper, and my friend Dorian, Dorian Warnock. I, I can
1: add a couple. Um, God, I hope this isn't like a false memory, but uh, Matt Nornis and Max Murphy, who's now um, doing Strangelove stuff. They were co-Rogers of the month. Oh, like, yeah. Years ago. A couple Milwaukee guys.
0: Yeah, those guys are great. We've, we've sung their praises many times on this show. It's true. And we'll just say go, go look at wiskate.com at, while you <laughs> listen to this, just for good measure.
1: Yeah, I I got to remember to holler at Josh to get him on the, on the podcast. I think, he, I think he said he was down.
0: Yeah, we just got to find a good excuse.
1: What was, uh, what was the deal with Roger of the month?
2: Like you just send in your footage and then they made you and they crowned you Roger of the month or they send you a box or what?
0: Yeah, it's basically like you send in a sponsor me tape. And I think what they would do is they would just run the sponsor me tape as your welcome to Roger video. And then you made another video to post at the end of the month and then they kicked you off and replace you with somebody else
1: (laughs) damn so like while we thought we were praising those dudes we were really like strolling through the graveyard of former roger writers
0: yeah yeah the former roster is very deep i thought the vx footage looked good like those guys got the right settings maybe it's like the the texas sun but i thought the vx footage actually looked pretty good
1: so i i was watching on you know like a regular flat screen apple tv so it was big it wasn't a computer screen and it did look good i was like yeah this is dope cool vx like you said they know what they're doing but then at the end there was the the hd footage in there and i was kind of like could have been it could have all been in hd and i wouldn't have been mad at it i guess it's a yeah give and take on that front
0: yeah i mean i i would always prefer hd but i thought that um I thought that the VX footage looked pretty good.
2: I forgot to watch it on my heavy-ass cathode ray tube television.
1: The <laughs> full, I, full VX ask, effect. Like, did it look good on the cap? On <laughs> the cathode.
0: Do you have a way to, to send a digital signal to to the CRT monitor?
2: No, no. I guess I would have to do like an out. If I could get like a like a HD to like what do you call the yellow, red, white. I'll put like the yellow AV red AV white, cables, whatever. Or like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the AV. If I could get an adapter for that, that would probably be the only way to do it. Otherwise I could like burn a DVD or something, but who the fuck has a DVD burner anymore?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we like you'd have to go through like multiple technologies to get it yeah, from the computer yeah. to the TV.
2: I'd rather just buy the DVD. But they
0: give they give the footage to you for free. <laughs> 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 or
2: pay or pay someone to do it or something. It, it would be worth, like, $10 to, to buy a DVD as opposed to the time to, like, figure it out, like, or buy an adapter off of Amazon and all that shit. But That's why I like to buy DVDs, if possible.
1: The purest approach.
2: Even if I want to throw away the fucking cathode ray tube TV, I couldn't because it's so fucking heavy.
0: <laughs> and there's all the, the like, toxins in there. Can't yeah. Can't just toss that in a dumpster. Yeah, ex- yeah,
2: exactly. Like, cathode ray tubes? Like, what the fuck is that? What kind of technology?
1: Cathode just sounds... In the 30s. <laughs> like... Is it on like a second floor in your basement or something? No, yeah, it's a, it's in my room. Oh yeah, so like it's it's there forever because it's probably like a couple hundred pounds. Oh yeah, you need a couple adults to like.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not getting rid of it
1: anytime soon. I would not be stoked if you got rid of it. I think it's it's fantastic, honestly.
0: Thanks, Mike. We're all stoked that uh, Jason still runs the CRT TV. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what else are you stoked on this week?
1: Oh, beyond the CRT. Uh, This week, despite having heard, I'm pretty sure, having heard interviews with them in the past, um, I realized the other night that Utah Jazz coach Quinn Snyder not only sounds like a skater, but he sounds in a weird way like a hyper real Tony Hawk, maybe? I, I, I don't know. Templeton, please roll the tape
3: this is where it's at you know what i'm saying you just keep getting your mind right and it overcomes everything just like you're doing okay let's go do it on d
1: it'll happen on o so if you're not um if you're not familiar with quinn snyder i know i'm really decreasing my skate rat quotient again two weeks in a row um quinn snyder is great because he looks like a basketball coach mixed with a uh coked out well-dressed supervillain. he's He's a good one. He's in the NBA playoffs right now, um, even on the TV in the room while I record this podcast. I'm also very stoked on a local video that came out either this week or late last week. Either way, before or after we recorded the last podcast, it's called, quote, Our Footy. It's by Mitch Guth. It's uh, mostly a Minneapolis Twin Cities video. Um more VX footy and like weird, maybe even Digicam footy, but um it feels like summer and there's some rippers in there and I highly recommend it. It'll a link to it will be in the show notes. So Jason, what are you stoked on?
2: All right. This week uh stoked on venture trucks straight out of San Francisco, California. <laughs> we talked about these guys a bunch last week, but there's a new sabotage video called File Not Found avi kind of taps into that whole early aughts downloading videos having lots of avi files on your computer type vibe so if you fuck with those guys as we do definitely check that out also stoked on it's not even like a stand-up special it's just like a comedy special that a bunch of people were talking about on twitter this guy bo burnham i guess he's a stand-up comedian like his newest netflix special is super fucking funny like it's kind of hard to explain it's called alone it's kind of about like living in quarantine blah 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 you're alone all the time and it's like it doesn't even have regular jokes it's like songs like the closest thing to compare it to would be that john mulaney special john mulaney and the sack lunch bunch and i don't know dude. if you like dark type comedy like it it's super fucking funny it's all i can say where are you stoked on this week
0: I'm stoked on the return of a TV show called Alone. It's a it's a reality competition show, but it's like, uh, I think it's on Discovery. But basically, the producers drop these people off in the wilderness, and they gotta survive alone for as long as they can and outlast all the other folks. And it's it's pretty interesting to watch. And like, you know, you watch and you're like, "Fuck, could I do that? Like, how long could I last?" I don't know it, it's and then also, also you just watch and you're like oh you're so fucking stupid why didn't you bring a, a gill net as one of your 10 items fucking idiot or you know whatever <laughs> like shit that I learned from watching previous seasons so it's a lot of fun go check out Alone it'll be linked in the show notes that's it for our show this week be sure to check out net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes until next time you can keep up with us all week online Jason where can the people find you?
2: First, I got to make a quick correction. The Bo Burner special is called Inside. It's called Inside, Not Alone, as I previously stated. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com, working on it. Mike, where can the people find you?
1: I'm on both Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at M. Munzenreiter and Templeton. Where are you on the internet?
0: I am on Twitter at MostlySkate, and on Instagram at MostlySkateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah.
3: I'm tired of because I was complaining about your situation because you're front. Take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself, take one big look, take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself, take one big look take a look at yourself you came up short man yes just one time
4: too many many. don't try to get too friendly i shouldn't give you any r-e-s-p-e-c-t you know respect you're messed up son trying to play mac money you went for self for the fast wealth but you know what's funny (laughs) now you're falling crawling crying out for reasons should i sympathize or let my lyrics give legions and cuts Cuts. because i can straighten you up i ain't on a crusade Just that your game's played But are you afraid to make moves and get really paid? You might fade, cause
3: punk you live for today And most of your chances already blew away Take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself Take one big look, take a look at yourself Take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself Take Take one big look, take a look at yourself Listen, forget the diss and I'm admitting I've done some wrong, also wrote some dope songs. My man Roy,
4: he brought the vibes along. Now I'm in there, in here getting funky with the track. I used to drive a Cadillac, it took me there and back. But seriously, Black, how you living? How you living? From what I can see, words of mother, you're slipping. If I were you, I'd stop this fantasy world stuff. the real world's tough, you ain't equipped enough. Step back. And use your own eyes to see. Take a look. I can't be you, you can't be me. For
3: your problems, <laughs> yo, you can't blame no one else. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at yourself. Take one Word. big look. Take a look at yourself. You take did. a look at yourself. Take a look at yourself. Take one big look. Word. Take a look at yourself. I ain't running away, I ain't never kid.
4: Yo, are you? I've been through the bs. Yep. Got scars, a few. But well, I can't dwell in the hell that I passed through. I'm no blast through. Yep. And do what I gotta do Amazing Suckers think this rap Stuff won't phase them <laughs> I'll wait then And crash the ceilings Till they cave in They'll give in Cause the power Keeps me driven That's I'll right. destroy the weak noise With much poise And no toys or tricks nope. So stay off my tip And get a grip on your own And get a life <laughs> of your own And Boy. stop waiting for things to come
3: to you, that's for chumps That's right I know what you ought to do Take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself Take one big look, take a look at yourself Take a look at yourself, take a look at yourself Take, at yourself. take one big look, take a look at yourself
4: Yeah, I wanna give a big, big shout-out To the 30-round Scouts and the groove-on To my man Premier Crazy shout-out to all the bars in New York You know what I'm saying? If my man Roy is, in full of.
3: yourself take one big look take a look at yourself take a look at yourself take a look at yourself take one big look take a look at yourself